Episode of Soapbox on 2XX FM and Sin Nation Nationwide. You're with Lee Constable, and today I've got a really important topic to talk about. So, I have for a while been thinking I need to do a show about homelessness. I think all of us come into contact with people who are homeless or in need all the time, and maybe sometimes we don't even realize it. And we all seem to have lots of questions, ideas, feelings, concerns about homelessness um, and poverty in in Canberra and, and more broadly throughout the world. So I thought I'd finally get some people on board who know so much about housing and homelessness in the ACT. So here I have Julie Evans, who's the manager of Supportive Tenancy Services. And I also have Grant Wilson, who is an a vendor of the big issue. You've probably seen them. They're people in high-vis vests with the big issue written in red on them, and they're trying to sell these amazing magazines with lots of interesting stories to you all across Canberra. Welcome, Grant. Thank you. I'm going to start with Julie. Supportive Tenancy Services, what does that mean and what, what's your role? So Supportive Tenancy Services helps people who are at risk of homelessness. There's all sorts of reasons that a tenancy might be at risk. Sometimes um, people are in arrears owing rent or sometimes they're being hassled by a landlord or sometimes it's about property condition and the house is impossible to live in. So then we work with people to try and work out what's the issues and um, negotiate or support or look for options and help people through those so that they don't become homeless. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's all about trying to prevent homelessness. Grant... You didn't always work for the big issue. What is your story? Where where did everything begin for you and when did you get into a situation where you needed help? I'm from when I was a teenager. So I took when I was 16 to 41, I've been looking for work. Yep. Got to get nothing. So nine years ago, I said to myself, anything's better than nothing. And yep. that's something I've been selling the big issue for. Okay, nine years you yeah, said you've yeah, been selling the big yeah. issue. And if you weren't selling the big issue, what do you think you'd be doing instead? Um, uh, if I was not selling the big issue nine years ago, I would probably be in a cemetery or something like that because of my depression. Because of your depression. Yeah. So do you find that you're a lot happier and able to deal with your depression because you've got this job? Yeah, yeah. because it gives me enough income because sometimes the money from selling it's not enough to live on. Yeah. Here you are. I know. I actually note that Grant came in in his high vis because he was selling right up until the second before we walked in the door. He thought, "I'm in Civic, so I can go to the Two Double X Studios. So why not just stand outside and sell a few copies while I'm here?" And you sold a few copies yeah. just before you came in, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Sold fifteen copies. Today. Fifteen copies today. Yeah. Awesome. Well done. This I'm happy with. This you're very happy with. Well, it sounds like a really good good day at yeah. work and a good way to get to talk to people around. I know you're having a bottle of water now because yeah. it's pretty hot outside. Um, so, Julie, do you meet a lot of people like Grant who are struggling with depression and other mental health issues? Yes, we do. That's one of the reasons that sometimes people come to us, that um, when people are, are dealing with mental illness, often it's really hard to deal with other things, and that's when bills and problems can sort of build up. Mm-hmm. And so we, they'll come to us and we try 
to work through that. Sometimes people are connected in with other supports and sometimes they're not, that life just gets all too much. And it's sometimes the tenancy that's the first thing that's a really obvious call, you know, that someone's got a notice to vacate and they have to leave. And so that's when we'll get involved and then we'll try and connect people into to other supports so that they can get through what they're going through. So there are so many different reasons, I imagine, for, for people to get into situations where they're having trouble with being able to pay the rent and stay in their homes. How, how much does that vary from person to person? There is a massive range of reasons. For some people, life has been difficult for quite a while and they come to us um, and they might be connected with many other services too. Life has been complicated. For other people, it's a really sudden thing that life seems to be going really well and then suddenly something happens with a job or a relationship breakdown and if there's not the, the supports around, then things can fall apart quite quickly. Yeah. So it can be really scary time. Um, having a house is just such a massively important thing. And when suddenly you think you might lose that, it's really hard to deal with other things in life. And I can imagine it must be hard to get your message out there to people who do need these services. Do people always know that these sorts of services exist? Or how do you how do you get to the people who need your help? I think that's one of the, the challenges. Often people come to us and they didn't know there was support. They've struggled on for a long time um, and things have got a little bit worse that they've been juggling bills and doing things difficult. It's not just supportive tenancy service. There are a whole range of services out there. And, of course, if somebody seeks support the first time something happens, first time that it's hard to pay the rent, then there's a whole lot more options that people have. So we work a lot with Tenants Union and um, Canberra Community Law and Care Financial, people who can provide the financial advice or the legal advice to, to get through whatever the issues are. Um, our role is sort of being in there as a support to try and put all the pieces together. And when you're supporting people, is that emotionally and and psychologically as well as, you know, financially and in a more tangible way? Yes, yes, because we don't really have the funds to support yeah. people financially. That's one thing that it would be great to be able to do a bit more. Sometimes people have lost a job and there'll be another job coming along and they just need a bit of support in the meantime. And we try and connect people in with sometimes money can make a difference. Yeah. But a lot of the time it is trying to look at what are all the options and negotiating and supporting people through making those decisions and, and figuring out what's going on. People often tell us it's just they're having somebody there as they go through this that makes a big difference. Yeah. Thank you um, for joining me here today, Julie. I've got Julie and Grant, and they're both talking to me about housing and homelessness in the ACT because it's something that a lot of us have wondered about um, throughout Canberra, but also throughout the world. Uh, housing and homelessness look very different um, throughout the world, but here in Canberra we have um, we have some very visible public housing as well. I've noticed that there's even been some public housing that's being changed by by government and things like that um so what is there available in terms of public housing in the ACT and how's that changing so Canberra has quite a high rate of public housing compared to the rest of Australia um partly because historically when it was a public service town and people were moving here there was a, a lot of public housing but um it's a lot of it has been sold off, but there's still a higher rate. I think it's about 8% of the housing stock, which is much higher than other states. 
But Canberra rents are pretty expensive too. So for all that we intervene and try and work with people, sometimes life is really difficult because it's hard to find a place that you can afford. Um, and it's hard to get into public housing. At the moment, there's over 2,000 people on the, or 2,000 households, I should say, on the waiting list for public housing. So sometimes we're, we're helping people who things have become difficult. They've come to us because they've put in their housing application, like they've come to the end of the line. They think, what am I going to do? I'll have to go into public housing, put in the housing application. Well, there's a lot of people in front of you on that queue and even if you're on the top of the list it still could take quite a while it's not an instant answer so there is public housing there and it's got a really important role for for many people but it's not there's never enough and it's never easily accessible enough it's great each year the tenants union runs an art competition for for tenants um, as part of International Tenants Week. And it's always really great to see all the pictures painted by public housing tenants that show the, the range of interests, the range of skills and the range of what a house means to them. They usually have a theme and it's really beautiful to see. So yeah. I think those sort of things, they, they, they show a completely different side to public housing. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that often people have the stigma and stereotype because of the one visible face of public housing which are these massive buildings mm. right in the center of town but it could be uh, some someone could be walking past public housing all the time without even without realizing it yeah because yeah, it is very disp- dispersed in canberra too that deliberately there's a few um places where there are higher densities but of course there's a whole regeneration project at the moment where housing act is moving people away from those to redevelop those areas so that the the areas that have become a, um, a problem that that look bad um will be changing great you're listening to 2XX FM and sin nation nationwide and this is lee constable on soapbox today we're talking about housing and homelessness in the act soapbox is proudly supported by ywca canberra tweet us at soapbox podcast Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soapboxpodcast or download your favourite episodes from our website, www.soapboxpodcast.com. So Grant, I just wanted to ask you, as someone who works for The Big Issue, are there any things that you wish people knew or understand, understood about people on the streets who are selling The Big Issue or are there some reactions you get that you think yep. shouldn't happen? Sometimes I get... Um People coming up to me and then walking away. Yeah. But not too often. Not too often. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that people are happy and smiling or, or yep. are they kind of like trying not to let you look at them so that you, they don't have to buy one? Or? Some of them and then some of them are happy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find, are people talking to you a lot on the street or is that what you prefer or are you at work so please don't talk to me unless you want to buy the Some of issue? them are talking to me now and again yeah. but not too often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And when you started, was it a bit... Did it make you a bit nervous going out in the street to yeah, sell? a bit difficult at first, but after one year, then you start to get used to it. Yeah? Yeah. And what do you think was the hardest thing when you started selling The Big Issue? It took me four hours to sell one copy one day. Yeah? Do you have a lot of days like that where it takes a lot of hours to sell a copy? Yeah. Yeah? But not too often. But not too often. Yeah. So... Do you have regulars, like people who always yeah. buy the big issue from you every, every time? Too, ma- too many. Too many regulars. Well, it's hard to get <laughs> I was a regular. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and her stories. So, so you already know Julie yeah. from, from selling the big issue? From, for nine years. For nine years. Yeah. Nine years worth of the big Grant issue. Grant used to sell me the big issue back when I was a public servant. Oh, great. So. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. 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 
And how much does it mean to you when someone is coming back all the time to buy another copy? Makes me happy. It makes you happy? Yeah. Because I like to give stuff back to the community, so I like to give them something to read. <laughs> because with me, I don't like reading myself. You don't like reading yourself? Because of my disability. Yeah. Stops me from doing it properly. But you like giving other people yeah. that gift of reading? Yeah. That's great. He, he does like to make his customers laugh, too. Yeah. He's got a range of tricks that he'll use with the customers and the regular customers know what to look out for. So I'm a bit of a stirrer. <laughs> You're a bit of a stirrer. I did notice that um, actually when you came into the studio, a bit of a stirrer. And I mentioned earlier that um, Grant, uh, knowing that he was coming to the studio here in Civic, he just took the opportunity to bring along some copies of The Big Issue and sell them right up to a few minutes before he walked in the door. That's just how dedicated Grant is to selling The Big Issue. Yeah. Before we were talking about how if you if you weren't selling the big issue, you don't know where you'd be, whether you'd yep. be in housing, whether you'd be alive. What other apart from the big issue? What other people or networks have helped you? Well, I used to be with the government when I was a teenager, and then I used to be with the disability support programs, and then I've been looking after myself for the last eleven years. And do you prefer it that way? Has it been good to be able to look after yourself? Yeah. Yeah. But the last two years, I've been back in contact with both of my family members. Uh So my auntie and my nan has been helping me with doctors and stuff. How hard was it to get back in touch with family? Bit difficult at first. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you know how to get in touch with family, but just hadn't hadn't been in touch for a while? Yeah. And now you're you're more confident and able to talk. Talk to family. Yeah, that's because I'm always on my best behalf here these days. These days? Yeah. Oh, that's great. But not when I was a teenager. So. Yeah. yeah. Now you're more of a stirrer yeah. than a troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that now you, can, now you can talk to family, now you can deal with your depression a little bit more easily because yeah. you're happy, because you're talking to people, because you've got regular people like Julie who buy the big issue all the time. Yeah. Do you think that um, that you'll be selling the big issue always, as long as you can? And do I can get a diploma in designing my own apps? What are you getting a diploma in, sorry? I'm designing my own apps and video games. Apps and video yeah. games. Wow. That's amazing. But it's a four-year course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four-year course. So, so you're you're working at the big issue and studying at the same time. One day a week. For one day two and a half hours a week at the moment. That's amazing. So that's fun for me, but it's a bit boring at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're used to being out on the street meeting lots of different people, I can imagine that, yeah. that that's hard hard to change. Yeah, but I'm happy to stick to it. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, Julie, in your work or the people that you work with, is part of your work helping people find other opportunities to be able to become more financially stable or or become more even settled um, in a more secure environment and things like that so that they can move forward the way that Grant has? Yes, because having a place to live, um, to be able to sustain a tenancy, you have to be able to have the income and have the security to be able to do that. So when we meet people and things are going badly, if people can get into employment, if they can deal with other things that are happening in their lives or maybe deal with medical issues or whatever then of course they'll be able to sustain the tenancy so when we come in we don't just sort of focus on the tenancy we know that there's a whole lot of things in people's lives that have got to come together to be able to to have that home 
And how much of it is a similar situation to Grant where people lose touch with with family? That certainly can be part of it too. Um, Sometimes the, the difficulties come when there are no family supports around. So if somebody goes through a relationship breakdown but they've got really good family supports, then that might not be... Uh, they might have some options there to have that family connection to be able to stay with people or to be able to work through things but when people are really alone it can really hit so getting back in touch with family and trying to find those supports can be really important. Yeah, um, if you've just joined us, I'm talking to Julie Evans. Um, she's from Supportive Tenancy Services, and I'm also talking to Grant Wilson, who is a vendor with The Big Issue. We've been talking about housing and homelessness. Um, I asked people, I have asked people in the past and have conversations with people about the feeling that they get from being approached by someone who's who's homeless. And often people say that they don't know what to do. Some people feel confused. Some people feel angry even or annoyed when they're when they're approached by someone who needs help um, financially who's asking for money or whatever on the street some people offer food to people and won't give people money and and there's a lot of different theories about what you should do when you're approached by someone on the street who who asks for money and for help I know this is a little bit out of your realm of, of what you do but do you have any advice for people who want to know what they can do or should do if someone asks them for help on the street? It is a really difficult thing there's so many situations but certainly if you see a big issue vendor you should buy a magazine yeah um, and even or if you don't have the money to buy a magazine a lot of it is about respect and I think that's probably for anybody um to be ignored is really awful when you're out there selling the magazine. I know I've sold magazines yep. with vendors. Um, to be ignored, to be dismissed is really awful. So the respect and a smile can make all the difference. Sometimes the money might help, but I don't. I wouldn't always give money to people. Um, I mean, I, when I because I actually used to manage the big issue before I do the job that I do now. Um, and I was always telling people that they could sell the big issue, that there's that opportunity. So, and there was a lot of help available around Canberra. So a lot of it is would be about connecting people with what is around there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but a smile, I think, is always the always an important thing. And do you find when you've spoken to other big, fi- uh, big issue vendors, sorry, um, who've been talking about their experiences of selling the magazine or even their experiences before they joined and became a big issue Mm. vendor is that something that's common across the board just a lack of respect from people do you think so grant yeah yeah and do you think you get a lot more respect from people when you're a big issue vendor yeah yeah because when you go around begging for money people look at you weird Mm -hmm. and i used to do some begging when i was a teenager because i was desperate for money yeah but i did not, not like the feeling of it yeah. Mm. What did it feel like when you were asking for money? Embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. And what were people's reactions like? Were some people nice or were some people angry? Some of them were. Some of them were just keep on walking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very hard, I think, for people also because I, I guess with, with charities and with the big issue mm. and mm. Red Cross and all those different organisations, um, people feel like they, they know that their money's going to a good place or something like that. But... You never actually really know, do you, no. what, what someone's situation is? You can't know what someone's situation is. And people have a right to choose how to spend money um, the way they want to. We all do in our jobs that we get paid for. Yeah. So 
yeah, it's hard to make those judgments about what a situation person, what situation a person is in and yeah. what they might do. Um, and often when you get to know someone's story, then you'll have a whole different perspective too. And I think that's one of the things with the yeah. big issue. It's about getting to know people's stories to understand uh, what people have gone through to and, and where they want to go because people still have dreams. And I think a lot about what we do is about trying to tap into those dreams, that there is hope, there is a future. Times might be difficult, but you can get through that. Yeah. yeah, and you're right. People having the independence to choose how you spend your money is something that a lot of us take for granted, but it's also something that homeless people need to be able to to take ownership of as mm. well. What services are available? I know we've talked about the big issue, and we've talked about we've talked about community services like the tenancy services. Grant, do you have any other services or, or organisations mm. that have helped you with food or, or support in other ways that you would recommend if people are listening who might be looking for extra help? Mental health to the Sebastian Army and the Smith family. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I know that, that there's a lot of places like and a lot of organisations like yeah. that do, and do give food. And Northside Community Service, mm-hmm. we give food if it's necessary. Yep. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've got enough money for yourself, if you don't for food, yeah. leave it for those who need it more than you do. Yeah, yeah. leave it for those who need it more than you do. That's yeah. my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Canberra does have a great network of food pantries and things like that, so there is help out there. Yeah. Um, contact Canberra have a lot of information about the different services. Um, there's free breakfast at the Early Morning Centre on Northbourne Avenue and they provide a lot of support. They can help people, link people in with other services and, and there's also the Red Cross Roadhouse which has dinners every night mm-hmm. um, below us here in 2 yeah. yeah, so there are a lot of different places that can connect you in with support. Yeah, and I think it, it's probably walking past Red Cross every time I come into the studios it keeps reminding me oh, I need to I need to talk to someone about about housing and homelessness so it's great that yeah. they're there um, also because it gives people a lot of central central places that they can access yeah um, yeah and so we've talked a little bit about about those few things that are available but I wanted to talk to you about common ground now would either of you like to explain to me what what is common ground <laughs> Common ground is for people who's been homeless or been experiencing homelessness. I want people on low incomes. Mm-hmm. So the common ground be the one I'm living in these days. Half of the apartments are for low incomes and for homelessness. And then there's apartments for high incomes. Okay. So for those who are working and earning off of $30,000 a year, can be living there. Okay, and so you're actually living in some of these... Um, apartments that are set aside for people with low income. Yep. Yep. Like me. Yeah, that's yep. great. And so, how does Common Ground work? How do people access this, and where, who do you talk so, to? I was supported tenancy, like I have with Shirley Evans, and I'm another support worker. Mm-hmm. Or from Common uh, on the Common Ground website. Yeah, you have to put in a, a housing ACT application. And then they will look at people who have experienced homelessness and who might benefit because one of the things about Common Ground is there's support services on site, aren't there? Yep. There's somebody there all the time yep. that you can talk to oh, if you okay. need to. Yeah. So because sometimes people who have been through a really difficult time, if you just put 
you know, a, a flat somewhere by themselves, it's really, it can be hard, yeah, can't it? difficult. It can be really yeah. difficult. It can be really isolating. And so having somebody there on site if issues come up is, is a really great thing. And plus you got your one 24 hours security. Mm, it's a really safe, yeah. and they're really lovely, because you've got, yeah. it's a, it's a one-bedroom apartment, isn't yeah. it? And it's got two, li- two lifts. Two lifts. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So what I was doing last year when I moved into Common Garden, I was getting another one with the lift. So I told him, can I get a lift with you when you finish work? Then mm. <laughs> I said to me, yeah, well, okay. Then I don't want to say, can I get a lift for the lift? <laughs> Again, you're, you're a stirrer, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. So do you find it really fun and, and do you feel a lot safer knowing that there is someone there who's supportive and that you have the security? Yeah. So if you've got a problem at that time, then you can pop downstairs and talk to one of the security guards. Mm-hmm. Or you can talk to the property manager or to an officer. So there's few lots of things what you can do. Yeah, and, and we were talking, Julia, earlier about um, how there's, there is a high cost of living in Canberra. So public housing is only one solution. Does Common Ground offer kind of what the other side of this could be? Yeah. Um, is the uh, rent is twenty five percent of your income. Twenty five percent of your income. Yeah. Before that, I was spending two hundred dollars a week, mm. which is hard to which keep up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be great if there were more places like Common Ground. Um, I know there's also a group of people, my home, who are trying to do something similar but different, focused on on meeting the needs of people who are living with mental illness, for whom again being by themselves in a, a flat might not be the right might not be the solution, um, but having some connections around can make all that difference. So I think there's there's many different dimensions. There's so many different needs that people have. So it would be great if there was more private rental properties that were at a price that people could afford. There's a range of community housing options out there. Um, CHC have um, affordable housing at 75% of market rent, and um, that was under the NRAS National rent, event, rent, Rental Affordability Scheme Program, mm-hmm. which is finished now. But it would be great if there was something like that more because that gives another option for people who do want their own place and can afford that. But then it would be great if there's more places like Common Ground as well. It means that people can have their own home and they can feel safe and secure and, and then they can do so many other things in their lives. Yeah, and I, I imagine a lot of it's about independence yeah. too because you were, you were talking about how public housing isn't always the answer and having this extra element of security and, and support as well because yeah. Grant was saying how you can talk to the security guards, you can talk to the property manager, you've got someone there all the time yeah. who, who, if you're feeling alone, you can, you can talk to. And plus you can get your own Fox Star connector. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and a dishwasher and stuff. <laughs> Wow. When, yeah. they, when they built it, they hadn't realised that Foxtel could be an issue. But yeah. um, with Grant moving in, they quickly realised. Yeah, they realised this was your number <laughs> one priority. Foxtel had to happen. <laughs> that's great. So I guess, yeah, that's something that we don't think about enough, that it's not only about being able to afford a place, but it's about having the support to be able to be independent enough or comfortable enough or safe enough to live in a place by yourself. Mm. Yeah. And the best way to do it, if you have trouble paying your bills, it's better to be with the public trustees. Yeah. So I've been with them for almost nine months now. Mm-hmm. The public trustees. And I'm happy with, with them. That's good. Yeah. That's great. It's great to know that there's all, all this um, available to people. 
Where would people go um, online or elsewhere or, or where would you recommend people call if they want to know more about what services are available? Northside community or the Warden community yep. services yep, or yep. the Southside community? Yep, there's a range of community services. Yep. Or the uh, Civic side. Yep. Yeah, and, and there's con- contact Canva yep. just below us here too. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good. The ACT government has a website, assistance.act.gov.au, and it's got a whole range of assistance that's available. And this is my first time being on a radio. Well, you've done very well. You've been a great guest. Thank you so much, Grant. And thank you, Julie. I just wanted one more question um, before we go. I just wanted to ask you both if you could each tell me what's something that you wish that people would learn more about or understand more about? Um, going up to people and uh, asking them if they need any help or something like that. So if they if they see someone begging for asking people for money or struggling, go up to them and talk to them about it if they want to talk. Yeah, go up to people in need and talk yep. to them, find out. Yeah, that's some great advice. How about you, Julie? I think we've covered a lot about the. It's important to ask for help, and there are support services out yep. there. There's a whole range of of amazing services doing incredible things so asking for help is is it's a hard thing sometimes I know that people want to try and get through things by themselves but there is a lot of help there yeah but if I can have a but we've covered that a bit so can I have a second thing um which is just about there is a lot of discussion about having more affordable housing um and I I know that there's a um there's a campaign at the moment my vote for housing to try and get housing onto the agenda for the ACT election so people are talking about what it means and and what those options should be out there and how to have more affordable housing because it is hard in Canberra so yes to be part of that campaign and to to think about what might be the options and and help make that part of the conversation say that this is important great so ask people if they need help is what Grant said and then Also, ask for help if you need help, (laughs) is what Julie said. And then finally, you can make this part of the political agenda Mm -hmm. and you can show people who are running running in the next election that this is an important issue to you. Great. Well, thank you both so much for coming into the studio and thank you, Grant, for taking a little bit of time out of selling selling all those big issues. Well, I was planning to have to soft an end off. Oh, okay. Well, that's lucky. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad that I haven't I haven't reduced the number that you're selling. No. If you do see Grant or somewhere, someone else out there in the street in their high-vis vest, it'll say the big issue in red. And you'll see them holding a magazine. And it costs $7. It costs $7. Stop and say hi, have a chat to them, and even buy a magazine because you know this is going to a great oh, place. If you don't want to buy a magazine and if it's a hot day and if, um, and if you see them... A bit too hot, but I'm a bottle of water. A bottle of water, that's great advice as well. That sounds <laughs> if, like a very if, good deal. It's cheaper to buy a bottle of water, but it will be appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You've been listening to 2XFM and Sin Nation Nationwide. Uh, thanks for listening, and you can tune in again next week for another episode of Soapbox. Soapbox is proudly supported by YWCA Canberra. Tune in next week for another episode of Soapbox. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.